Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So Tony, so uh, today is our time, right? So, uh, dude, I'm I'm so excited. I've actually been waiting for this the entire year. You know, we we even had an extra month or week, I should say, yeah. to get excited. It's so cool. So uh, today is the day. So today we get to announce uh, our, our winners uh, for Schedule City. So once again, Schedule City is just an incredible company that is so behind the hairstylist. It's crazy. Yeah, and, and, and literally, hashtag Schedule City cares. They truly do. They truly, they truly care. And, and this month, so what they usually do with Schedule C Cares is they usually do one $5,000 grant to a hairstylist and to a barber. But this month, Tony and mine's month, what they're doing is they're doing five $1,000 grants. So we're here to announce it today. Yep. And, and we, it, it falls right up our category. We're giving away uh, five $1,000 grants to those that are making an impact in their community. That's amazing, man. I'm so excited about this. Um, but I'm also excited about something else. And that other thing is, is that your daughter, uh, my dear, who I call my niece, uh, Skylar, is sitting in with us. And she's actually going to get the opportunity to announce a $1,000 winner. Yeah, that makes me proud. And she, you know, and she, she does that in her community. She makes an impact uh, in her community. So she does have a heart of giving. And so I'm super proud and super excited Yay. that she gets, gets to give one away. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Yes. So uh, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, cool. Drum roll. All right. The I first wish we had a drum roll thing. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> we have the opposite drum, drum roll, right? Like, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. So the first winner is. All right. Winner number one Hair Photo 230, Maggie Snyder from Durham, North Carolina. That's Maggie Snyder at Funky. So, uh, so Maggie, she's doing some really cool stuff. What she's doing is within her community is that um, she's going to use the $1,000 and she's going to put together some homeless care packages. And, and to use Maggie's words, you know, these care packages can seem like a small thing, but when you have nothing, it's everything. Yeah. You know, and, and she has that heart of giving not only during the holidays, but you know, she, she, made a she brings it every day, right? She does. Yeah. That's so amazing. We're super proud and excited that uh you know that she won hey listen maggie just congratulations and uh uh real real soon schedule will get in touch with you and uh make sure that they cut you a a big fat check um next up we uh we're we're we're, here we'll tease it a little bit if you're in kansas city and you um and, and you uh uh entered well you're about to win so our winner from kansas city is going to be Squire Sly, Stacy Young. So Stacy Young from Kansas City. Um, uh, what Stacy is doing is that Stacy wants to set up their salon, um, and to make it more eco-friendly. So they want to become a green salon. And we we did a podcast with James about his green salon, and it's just an amazing, um, sustainable uh, uh, salon. And that's that's what they do. They also want to get the. Uh, I think they're called eco. Are they like the eco nozzles? Yeah. I think they were called the eco nozzles that, that save water when you, when you shampoo. And they yeah. look very cool because they're clear and they bubbly. And, yeah, you know. totally cool. Yeah, yeah. Our boy James had them, and yeah, we were blown away by them. They're pretty cool. Um, well, congratulations again. Yeah, again, Stacey Young, uh, congratulations again. And Schedule City will be getting in touch with you soon to be able to give you a big fat chip. You ready? Uh, yep. Okay. Number three. Number three. Should we do it now? So we're only announcing three this morning because two of the other ones um, or the next two that are, that, that are going to be awarded. We, uh, it's just going to take a little bit of time to, to make sure that they get theirs, but number three, and this is awesome. So uh, number three is Nicole. Is it desire? Desire. Desire. Nicole desire. Uh, her, inst- or her Instagram handle is desire. D E S S I R E styles. And, uh, she, I mean, she, she cuts children's, uh, 
with autism that's mm-hmm. on the spectrum of autism yeah where you know a lot of parents are afraid to, i guess take their their kids in or, or whatever but i mean that's i have mad respect for her it's mad a big respect. need in our industry and you know by her doing that in, in her community that just shows a, a huge heart a huge heart and like um and like you said i mean you've seen the videos of the of the hairstylists or the barbers like actually getting on the ground or going outside you know just just meeting those clients where they are you know not making them part of our environment but making you know just doing it for them and, and their environment. Yeah. yeah hey once again we want to congratulate all of our winners so uh Skylar, read back uh, those winners once again all right so we have maggie snyder from durham north carolina stacy young Kansas City and Nicole Desire from Orlando, Florida. So uh, again, Schedule City, thank you so so much. Thank you for uh, for giving back to our community. Thanks for allowing us to give away money because there's nothing in the world cooler than giving away money. You know. So uh, again, thank you very much. Um, and if you uh, if you know that these people or if you know the people that won, you know, be sure to well, don't tell them, but tell them to listen to the podcast, listening to what you're listening to right now, so so they know that they win. So again, we have a, we have an agreement. If you know them, you're going to have them listen to the podcast. You're not going to blow them up and say you just won a thousand dollars. Hey, hey, welcome to your day off. My name is Corey, and of course, sit with my best bud, Tony. What's up, Tom? Hey, what's going on, brother? You man, hey! So we uh, first we have to thank Salon Centric. They uh, they brought us up to uh, to Lake Geneva this year, so we could get a couple uh, couple interviews. Wisconsin, and, not Switzerland. Yeah, that's right, Wisconsin. We didn't make it quite to Switzerland next year, though. Maybe you know, maybe, maybe they'll invite us up next year, right? <laughs> <You know? laughs> hey, hopefully so, they have one going over, you know, over in Europe, and we'll definitely be there. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? Yep. I think this one's every two years, right? Lake yeah. Geneva, Wisconsin. Yep. That's pretty cool. It's been an amazing show. Like, um, like some of our friends that, that work with Salon Center, they, 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 they warned us about how great the show is and just being here. It's just everybody is so engaged and everybody um, is really, really loving the, uh, the, the live education that's going on. Yeah, imagine like when you go to a big show and just shrink it and make it more intimate, Yeah, right? And you, you can actually meet and greet and rub elbows with everybody. Yeah. Like last night at the, uh, at the, the Kugel Bar. <laughs> yeah, whatever yeah. <laughs> at the at the event right at the event uh you know and, and i'm a little disappointed because one of our guests got on stage and sang and uh, and we didn't we missed it we missed it because we did the four corners and out thing yeah but everybody that presented was there you know what i mean so you, you had a chance to go there and, and actually meet and talk to everybody i mean even at dinner last night right so at dinner last night we're sitting at dinner and who sits next to us but justin isaac sam via and and the one and only hugo yep you know, it's coming on later. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> That's maybe. pretty cool. I can't wait. Um, but today we have, uh, like you said, we have, t- we have, t- we have two guests um, that are, that are sitting in with us at uh, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. Yeah. I'm, right. a li- I'm a little nervous about this because uh, they, uh, I think they're planning trying to flip the script. Yeah, I think so. They want to ask us a bunch of questions. So um, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. So, you know, I'll go, I'll go cower in fetal position in a corner someplace, <laughs> <Right>. I'm sure. <laughs> or we, you and I could just continue to talk and let the time pass and they, they have to right. go, go present. I mean, although they're singing, I mean, although they're, uh, they're talking, we still have control over their mic. So we can just turn their mics off and just keep talking <laughs> right. if we need to. <laughs> <laughs> you want to? Uh, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's Invite them in. Let's invite them in. So, uh, actually, this is the second time that both of them have been on the podcast today. We have uh, Miss Jen Plank and and her best friend Lacey. And uh, I think I think best buds, couple best buds as well, right? Right. I think that uh, I think Lacey's her last name because uh, her first and middle name are best buds, you know. So that's how Jen introduces her all the time. (laughs) My best friend, my best friend Lacey. She she has a lot of names: Best Bud, Landau, Landau, Lacey, (laughs) something Murray, (laughs) something (laughs) Griffith, something something. Junior. (laughs) So uh, for so for just a sec, we're gonna um, well we're gonna we're gonna turn the mics over to them because uh, they think that they've got it all under control. So we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. You ready? Yep. Mm-hmm. So, Miss Jen Plank and Lacey, what's your name? Welcome. Griffith. Welcome back to your day off. Thank you so much, you guys. And so this is a really interesting um, situation here. And, you know, you guys have kind of become our friends. It's not kind like, of, yeah, kind of like, it's kind of like a thing. We're like a thing now. Yeah. But what's really crazy is, you know, we met you guys at the beginning of this project. Yeah. At the yeah, very yeah. beginning. Yeah, yeah. We were five it, months in, I think, when we first met. Yep. Wow. And watching watching you guys blow up has been amazing. Like, I knew it was going to happen the first time I talked to you, Corey. Like, I knew the first time that I talked to you 
that you guys were going to be something that was going to revolutionize the hair industry. And the thing that we love the most about what you do is you keep things very, very real and relevant for your listeners. And I think what's unique about both of you is that you're both hairdressers. And so I think one of the things that Lacey and I respect the most about you is that not only do you walk the walk, but you bring other people in to talk a talk that changes people's lives. And watching you has been magic. And so today, it's your turn. It's our turn. You have so featured, you scared. are, you guys have, <laughs> been, listen, <laughs> you guys have right. featured so many iconic people in the industry that uh, I don't know that you realize that you are both icons. Stop it. And That's so ridiculous. we're going to flip the script on you today. And this podcast is going to be all about you. Yikes. So let's Love get it. started. Shall we? Corey loves it. I'm like, yikes. Wait, wait, right. but, but before we get started, Jen, uh, two things. One, are you going to let Lacey talk? Yes. yes. Maybe okay, awesome. a little bit. She don't, She only will if she wants to. Got well, you better want to. I want to. So, but to. her dimples always talk for her. So <laughs> even if she's not speaking, they'll be talking. Dimples, hey. They yeah. should have sound okay. effects. They should. Right. You need a dimple sound effect. That's it. Oh, that's wrong one. Sorry. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Stop and, it. And, and Jen, right back at you. I mean, I told you when we started this thing that I watched you on stage about a year or so before that. And, 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 and to watch the way that um, it was the first time that I had heard, with the exception of Doug Cox, I'll give him that. With the exception of Doug Cox, it was the first time that I had ever heard real and relevant and we are people conversation. You know, it wasn't about the brands. It wasn't about that it was about us it was about the hairdresser it was about those that that, that that do it every day and i watched you do it and i said you didn't know that because i was hiding in the back <laughs> <laughs> but when i watched you do it i go how can how can how can we impact the industry and i knew that that was the angle and that was the way you know there was enough brand talk there's enough of that narrative but how can we have real real talk so you're absolutely responsible for what we're doing because through your inspiration uh, of your impact um, on, on the industry, um, that 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 motivate. You know what? It, it's not. It wasn't motivation, but it showed me the way. It showed me that that this conversation is relevant. That this conversation is real. And that we even had that conversation this morning. We totally did about you know what I mean. It's like because we were going back and forth. Okay, where where do we go next? What do we do next? Right? And and, and it's great to talk about you know all the you know the positive stuff like that. But, you know, where do we want to go? And, and your name came up. You know what I mean? What you're doing for all these people out there, uh, and you're literally changing a lot of lives. And, and we're like, you know, that's that's the kind of road that we still need to stay on. You know what I mean? And and, and, and bring in people who've actually done it and, and, and sh you know, let, you know, them guys teach other people how to change, right? And how, not necessarily just talking all the fluff. You know, because, I mean, you walk the walk, and that's what we want to bring people on that walk the walk, and that's going to help impact others and change lives. And like you said, I mean, you definitely had a huge, huge impact in what we're doing. So I have a question for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, here's the flip. <laughs> yeah, here's the flip. So I have a question for you. So, you know, everybody has that moment, right, where they, like, hear the whisper and, like, this is the thing for me. So, like, whose idea was this? Whose bright idea was this? Yours? Yeah, we've told the story a few times on the podcast. I mean, it was your bright idea, right? Yeah, Corey. It, yeah, it was my. Yeah, and then you yeah. dragged your best friend <laughs> into the wilderness with right. you, and in Tony, you hey, went hey, hey, skipping you know, along. You, you notice how what? Lacey and Tony are making eye contact? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the the dragged friends. Yeah, yeah. He, he he always wanted to do a podcast, and you can tell him the story about you know how the idea came about when you approached mm -hmm. me to it, but. There had to be more for me in order to do it. So I'll let Corey tell you the story. Uh, but What I mean, was it for you, though? What was you it for you? Yeah, you can't no, just say that. You can't just say that. No, no, no. no, no. Yeah, that's, that's the that's end of the story. Right, that's right. a good setup. I mean, <laughs> so, I mean, I wanted to do it. I wanted to do a podcast. I know I wanted to do it in the industry. Like, like again, and, and I swear to you this is true. I left your class, and I go, how can I impact the industry? How can I do what Jen's doing? How, how can how can we, we involve the entire industry, and how can we make a difference, right? And, and like I said, those words have all, all been said. So 
looking for my way out. And this is true because I went with my old boss who was a summit salon. And, and, and at our one-on-ones, I said, by 55, I will make an impact in this industry. I had no idea what that looked like. I had no idea how we were going to do it. Um, but with podcast, I knew uh, I always wanted to start a podcast. You know, like Gary Vee said, start a podcast. Joe Rogan said, start a podcast. Everybody says, start a podcast. But I'm like, what are we going to talk about? And I didn't, I didn't quite know what that was going to look like. And, and how I could start a podcast and talk about the industry because, you know, you can't teach 45 degrees. You can't teach blunt with words. You know, that, that's, a, that's, that's that live education thing that we've been talking about. But um, when I visited Phil, Phil came, Philip Wolf came to town. And um, we've known Philip for, I don't know, 150 years or so. <laughs> but way, we've known Philip since he was an assistant. So we knew him way before he was Philip Wolf, right? He was an assistant in our salon. So I went to visit him. And when I visited him, basically, I was his professional photographer all day. You know, people kept bumping me out of the way, giving me their cameras, like, take a picture with me. Just like just like that happened with you a couple minutes ago. I was your professional photographer for a minute. Thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome for that. So anyways, long story short, when I left that day, I go, this is what we need to talk about. You know, I knew Phil's story. I knew nobody knew Phil's story. And I knew that, that people would be interested in the people that do the hair, right? So with that, when I left, I go, this is, this is our angle, and this is what we're going to do. And I went, when I went to Tony to say it, I, I, I pitched it to him like we're gonna be Jimmy. F- I'm gonna be we're gonna be Jimmy Fallon. You know we're gonna we're gonna share. Right. Yeah. And then and, and Tony said that's great, but if we do this, we have to make a difference. Right. You sound you like know? Lacey and I. It's yep. like this right. crazy balance of like this is too crazy or this is just crazy enough. Like you know what I mean. Like there's always yeah. this balance of like should we go in or should we not go in. And I think mm-hmm. it's really great in watching you guys and the teamwork that lives inside your friendship and now your business partnership, Mm -hmm. there's just this beautiful pass back and forth between the two of you. It's very organic. It's, it's really unique. And, you know, Lacey and I are known for our teamwork. Like that's kind of like one of our things that we're known for because we don't have any ego or jealousy Mm -hmm. and you guys have the same thing. Like there's never a struggle. That's always just this amazing pass back and forth. But even, even if, if if there's something that we don't agree on with each other, we can, I mean we can call each other out, and there's no there's no hard feelings. It's right. not personal. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, because you I know. think it comes from the right intention, and I think that's the thing that sets your podcast apart from any other podcast is the intention that lived behind it before it was a podcast. Yeah, and so you talked a little bit about that your intention was to change the industry and to be. A um, influencer. Not about change. I mean, that's a change is a little bit like grandiose, right? Uh, if I said change, I, I apologize. Just, just like how can we impact the industry in the right ways? No, change is exactly the right word, Corey. Right. Like it's exactly the right. From word. you, I'll take it. Yeah, because you want right. to know why? Because every time a beauty pro wakes up in the morning, whether it's a beauty school student, a teacher, a stylist, or a salon owner, and they choose to listen to this podcast. On the way to work, you change their day. Every person who has a bad day after work can listen to your podcast and have a better day. So you're not just making an impact. You're changing people's lives. It's all about change. And our industry needs change. And we need people like you to inspire us to continue to change and evolve. You are not only making an impact, you're creating a movement that we have needed for a very, very long time. You may not have known that you were going to be a thing, but we've been waiting for the two of you for a really, really long time. So thank you for this (laughs) podcast. Thank you for showing up. And thank you for inviting all of us to be better because that's what you do. Um, I think I'm speechless for the first time ever. Yeah. Can I ask you another question? (laughs) What you guys, so people ask us this all the time too. Like, do you ever get nervous or like scared? Like when you hear you guys on the mic, you're like, Hey, it's my best, but don't eat Like everything's great. Right. And there's like, people can't see what this looks like, but if you're in this room, there's like all these weird equipment things, like things I probably shouldn't touch and like microphones and weird things. Like, do you ever get nervous? Do you ever feel like you don't know what to say? Or, like, do you ever feel like, oh, gosh, I don't know if we should have added. Like, do you ever get scared? Um, Be honest, do you? you? Uh, 
I get anxious, right? It's, it's not really scared or nervous, but uh, there's times that I get anxious. And it's not so much like who we're talking to or who's sitting across from us because I feel once we're on the mic, like, like we're, all this, we're all equal. We're all the same, you know? Um, if you do listen to the first couple minutes that we did with Trevor Sorby, like we were, I'll speak for me, and I'm sure Tony will nod his head, is like we were definitely having oh shit moments, right? Like this is our all-time icon in the industry, right? Because we, when we came out, we're about a half a generation. I think we're all about the same age. We came out Watch about it. Watch <laughs> it. <laughs> we're a little older, right? But we were a half a generation past like the Vidal Sassoon thing, and our idol was Trevor Sorby. You know, we 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 went. I never I, I never dressed hair in my life, but I would never miss an opportunity to, to, to watch Trevor do his thing, right? So when we got to talk to him, you know, he was our he's number one, right? Yeah. He's number one in our book. So if you listen to the first couple minutes of that, we um we were definitely having oh shit moments. So what does that look like? Like, let's get specific. Like, because an oh shit moment for me is like bad hair color. Like, I can't formulate, like it's ink pen blue. Like, that's an oh shit moment for me. But in your world, in this world, what is that? What is that? Like, did the mic not work? Like, what was the oh shit? No, just that. That was because know, it was Trevor. Because yeah, it, it was just Trevor, you know, because we we were organizing our in our thoughts on where we want where we wanted the conversation to go. It's just it's it's Trevor. Did you yeah. guys always have the paper with the questions on it? Like, have you always been like that organized? Yeah, yeah we have to be. You do. We have to. Where's well, your paper today, homie? Well, you're asking the questions. Where's your paper? <laughs> 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 um, and then and then the other time is. Um, that I, I, I remember being like anxious again is um, the first time we did when we when we talked to you guys the first time at Premier um, Philly. And again, if, 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 if you're listening to this, go back and listen to the first couple minutes of when we talked to Presley Poe. That was the first time we had met Presley, although we're dear friends now. But that was the first time that we had talked to Presley. It was our first live event. I knew going into that weekend that at the end of the weekend we were make or break. Like, like, hey, because we, we knocked on the door and said, hey, hair industry, we're here. Because prior to that, we just did it out of a room. You know what I mean? So that was the first time that we had gone live. And, um, and our very, very first guest, first thing Saturday morning was Presley. And up to that point, um, Presley was, you know, our biggest, like, Instagram, like, influencer or Instagram person. And if you listen to the first couple minutes of there, it, it, it's clearly audible, at least from me, that, um, from me, that, uh, that, that that energy was there you know what i mean i think the word anxious and anxiety is a word that we hear a lot in the yeah. industry i think that people look at like that's why i asked you if you were nervous because i think people look at and probably listen to these podcasts and think that like none of us are ever nervous because it sounds mm -hmm. smooth and like amazing and like they don't really realize that we're having oh shit moments the whole time you just right. can't see it but on the inside we are freaking out right like jen physically gets sick every morning before she does this. Mm -hmm. And then I see her like bouncing around. She's got her headphones on. She's getting her head, her head right. And one day I was like, what are you doing? Like you're over there like talking to yourself. And she's like, I'm telling myself like, this isn't about me. It's not about me. It's bigger than me. I'm here to give my gift. So if I'm thinking about myself and I'm nervous and it's all about me, I'm just being selfish. That's my mm -hmm. ego. I need to like shake it off. And then you see her like shake it off <laughs> and then she's ready. So do you guys have a way to get your head right? We quote Jen a lot, a lot, all the time. Every time, every time I get nervous, I quote Jen, you know, and, and, and it's really for the podcast itself. You know, it might not be for everybody. It's for somebody. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And we use that go all find, the time. Go find your somebody. Go find your somebody. Yeah, that, I, think, I think the other thing that's really cool is the conversations with you guys don't just happen on the podcast. They happen, like, off stage. You know, like, when you have somebody on your podcast and we sit at the table with you, it's like we're family now. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's lots of times, Corey, where you and I have FaceTimed each other and talked about things and shared kind of things that are bothering us or things that goals that we're doing. So what's your next goal now? Um, I mean, we, we, we're, 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 I mean, we're premature kind of to talk about it, but you know, we're working on like a website, but it's not just a website for us. It's a website for you. It's a website nice. for the industry. It's a website, you know, what holes are in the industry or, or, or what Look, our tagline is community driven purpose. Right. So when hair to street, when they, you know, because your day off podcast um, has given us, you know, a little bit of a voice. So our next responsibility, what we want to do is we're going to create a community driven website that's 
you know, it, it's easy for all of us to sit here and, you know, talk to, you know, the influencers, the icons and stuff like that. But, you know, we, we want everybody in the industry to feel as important as anybody else in this industry. And so what we're doing is that we're going to try to build this community and uh, it's going to be for everybody. You already have the community. You're just going to have the platform for us to all show up because we're all coming. Like right. you, you already have the community mm -hmm. and the community that you have created is really magical because you guys are like me where you're non-denominational. Like there's no like hidden agenda yep. and you've bridged the gap between artists that work for different brands to where they, we've all kind of, we don't really care what brand we all work for now. Mm -hmm. We all realize that we're one team. And I think that that's something that you guys are doing. That's really beautiful for all of us because you know, when we do live education and we're all together on the weekends, sometimes we end up like becoming really good friends, right? And then other times we're like weird. We're like, we don't want to <laughs> sit at each other's table. Right. We're like, they're doing a debrief. Don't go over there. Like right. what you guys have done though, by featuring all of us is you've already created a community of kindness and collaboration. And I think that's really amazing. So thank you for that. Uh, it's our pleasure. Because that's from the very beginning, you know, going back to the question of how this got started, we always wanted wanted to blur the line in the sand. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I you love that. I'm taking that. I'm totally taking that. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a thing. Blur right. the line in the sand. So that way you don't have to choose what side to be on. No. Yeah. There are no sides. There no. Are no sides. I mean, the, the, the side should be us. Yeah. There's you know? only one side. That's yeah. us. It's us. You know, and, and you know, from the artist and, and, and fr it needs to be about the people that are slaving behind the chair every day. That's what it's got to be. Right. And, and we have to be in that together and we can't the days of pushing each other out are, are should be over. You know, totally. Right. So do you guys always get along? Um, yeah, for the most part, we do. I mean, like Tony said, I mean, you know, we've been friends for a really long time. I mean, since know, high school. Yeah, have yeah. you ever like fist fought? Like, no. oh my God, with stop each it. Other? Nobody's no. knocking <laughs> each other's blocks no, off. No, 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 Who that. says that? No, never. But really, he, have you guys ever he, had a he, moment he's, where you don't agree? Yes. But do you guys, do I you mean, ever have a time like that where you're like, you're seeing one perspective and the other one doesn't see it? Because Lacey and I have that sometimes where one of us sees the perspective so clearly, but the other one is like blind for a minute. Oh, like we'll how do you work that out yeah, well like I, we'll call each other out point blank right so if, if he feels like i'm coming across like ah he's like you, you don't need to come at me aggressive like that or if i think he's like overstepped uh some, some personal line with somebody i'm like you know i said you know that, that's that's a little too personal or you know what i mean it, to me if that was me this is how i would have taken that you know what i mean so we don't have a problem you know right. calling each other out you know, maybe if we were 20, you know, years ago or you yeah, know, back in our 20s, though, you know, you know back we might when we were punks. Like, right, yeah. like, no, we're still talking punks. about, yeah, you know, then we might, you know, but, you know, we've been friends for so long. Our families are friends. And, and I know everything he, he says to me, it, there's no malice in it. There's no, you know, he's not trying to hurt me. So, yeah, same. I can take. Comes what? Okay, love. I got another question. It does yeah. come from love. What's the smartest thing Corey's ever said? <laughs> Let's start a podcast. <laughs> right. Okay, perfect. That, but you answered it, Danny. I, answered I wasn't it, asking you, smarty pants. <laughs> right. That's the God, that's very gen of you. <laughs> no, actually, he he, uh, he said, hey, Tony, this is Brandy, which is my wife. Aw. He introduced me to my wife. That's amazing. That was smart. What's the What's the scariest thing he ever said to you? This is Brandy. No, <laughs> she's going to be your wife. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Love you, Brandy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the scariest thing? That I'm going into the Navy. Wow. <laughs> right? What's the smartest thing Tony ever said? <sighs> Ironically, he introduced me to my wife. Come on, you guys. <laughs> this is just crazy. Lacey, you are not doing a good job. I'm not. Where is my husband? <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking. <laughs> Like, clearly, their friendship is on another level because they're both... You guys both making me look bad. Yeah, <laughs> way to go, Lando. No boyfriend uh, for now me. Now you got to help me. All by myself. All by... Oh, you do it. Yeah, you do it. All by myself. All right, knock it off. Don't well, want to be... His, his mom didn't like me. <laughs> That's true. She didn't? Lacey's nah. mom didn't really like me either. 
Right. She's like, I don't really know how I feel about that. Right. About That's this. a bit much. Yeah, this, she's too much. And then yeah. Lacey's boyfriend didn't really like me either. Well, yeah. I, I can well, see that. Yeah, because if I, I have to hear her name one oh my more God. time. My best Jen friend, Plank, Jen, Jen Plank, Plank, Jen Plank, Jen Plank, Jen Plank. And you know what he calls me now? He never just calls me Jen. It's called, Jen Plank. He calls it's, you Landau. Yeah. No, he doesn't call me that. Or hey, you sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even his so, sisters do. They call you Jen Plank. Yeah, they do. So here's another question. So we travel every weekend, yeah. right, to all these live events. And, you know, if you do live education, it's you love it. Like you can't stop doing it. It's, a, it's like a thing, right? But you're away from your family. And people ask all the time, like, how does that work for you? So I'm not married, so I have the freedom to, like, kind of come and go as I want. How do you guys keep, you know, because you're both very, very in love with your wives. You know, you, it's, you're definitely soulmates. Like, it's a thing. And, you know, watching you guys on social media and talking to you, when you talk about your families and your children and your grandchildren, it's just, like, amazing. Is it ever hard for you guys to be on the road and leave your family at home. And, and if not, what are the things that you do to make it like stay tight like that? And what are the challenges that you've had and how did you overcome that? Like being on the road away from your family? I, I think, I think I'll go first tone. I think, um, for us, of to course be you on will. The, of course, <laughs> for us to be on the road is easy, right? We get to hang out with you guys. We get to hang out with, with, with like-minded people. You know, that's the easy part. I think it's really difficult on the people that we leave behind, you know, because guess what? The grass still has to get cut. You haven't cut my grass in two years since I started the podcast. And by the way, it's one of my favorite things ever to do. You know what I mean? But because what I can't do for the family or what's on my honey-do list now falls on the family, you know, because we're out of town. And, and you know, we also work behind the chair for days a week. we also work behind the chair four days a week so you know it's not and by working four four days a week you know we're also doing 10 plus hours per day so there's no daylight left to get anything accomplished or to do anything so you know i'm just unbelievably grateful to my wife and what she picks up i mean i uh i i don't tell her enough but i should tell her more but um she has allowed me a very easy life and I am, like, internally grateful for that forever. Like, like, I watch and I see the stress of the family on her, and she keeps that from me so I can have a better life. Wow. Right? And, like, how could I not, how could I not honor her? You know, how could I, how, I, I, I I'm, I'm out of words, but mm-hmm. well, that's just absolutely positively how I feel. And, and, and I felt that way. And not even since the podcast. I mean, that's been our life. And this Forever. is just, now, so what have I done? If I, is I've, I've thrown more shit on her when it comes <laughs> to, like, doing the podcast, right? But, but, um, but she, there's no way that, that I could fulfill any kind of dream or any kind of whatever without her. You know, she is my foundation. There's no doubt about it. And I swing in the wind like a, like a flag just there. That's amazing. Pretty good. Tony? Um, for me, I try to, uh, like, I'm going to give you, uh, an example of like my, my son-in-law now who I love and adore and I look at him as a son. Um, he came and asked for my, my daughter's hand in marriage. And when he came and asked me, I said, and and these things that I try to, uh, to live myself, especially the third one, he came and asked me if he could have my daughter's hand in marriage. And I said, you got to promise me three things. One, try to love her as much as I love her. Protect her the way her dad will protect her. But the most important thing, and this is where I, where I try to live too, is put her needs before your own, as should she do the same in order for this to last a lifetime. So when I'm home, you know, my main focus is, is you know, how can I, what can I do, how, and, and how can I love her unconditionally? So when we are apart, we're not necessarily there's 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 no void, you know. She totally trusts me. She knows that my heart is with her, and vice versa. You know, and, and we're blessed. You know, my my son's eighteen. He's in college, and my daughter's married, uh, and you know she's has a wonderful career. Uh, so th- we are so blessed, and we are so filled. You know what I mean? So uh, eventually, hopefully, I'm hoping that one day she can come hang. Oh you my God! I mean? we, you guys should bring the wives, man. Yeah, she came to Chicago with us. Yeah, she came uh, to Chicago. They they both came to Chicago with us a couple weeks, uh, a couple months ago. So you know, it, there's no, uh, there's there's nothing. You know, there's there's no void. It's not like you know we're missing out on something when I'm gone. You know? Yeah, I think that we should. 
we should probably send the wives some flowers mm -hmm. or something, <laughs> all of us, because for them some to spa days. anything, because, you know, the fact that they both allow you to do this and, and, um, like they actually gave the gift of you because mm -hmm. not everybody would allow their husbands to leave every weekend. Mm -hmm. Not everybody can handle that, throwing everything mm -hmm. on them. And I think if you are somebody who participates in live education and you do have those people at home, when they allow us to fly like that, it's like the most precious gift you could ever give. 100%. And so shout out to your families. So thank you families for giving us Corey and Tony and letting us borrow them on the weekends <laughs> so that we can change lives. All right, let's get a little bit deeper, shall we? <laughs> yeah, let's. <laughs> Has there ever been a moment in your career, Tony, where you doubted yourself, either as a stylist or as an educator, leader, or mentor? And what was the doubt that you had and how did you overcome it? Wow. There's actually two in particular. The first one is, of course, you know, as a young hairdresser. Uh, when you get out of school, you think you know everything. And so I went, worked for a buddy of mine. He, some, he graduated school and he opened up a shop. I'm like, wow. So I went to work with him and uh, I had no clue what I was doing. I had literally, uh, I'm, I'm there maybe two weeks and I had two women there at the same time that came back crying. Oh no! I'm like, oh my goodness! I, I literally, I, I seriously doubt it. Is this for me? You know, but I knew uh, that I I needed more training, so I went and found that into in, in a company called PR Partners, and 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 I was with them for 20 years. Um, I even you know built a uh, cutting program for them, but. By going there, I realized, uh, you know, that it, it is for me. You know what I mean? But it, 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 it was a moment there where I'm like, maybe I should be looking for something else. Because it just it floored me. You know, one's bad enough. But two at the same time, can you imagine that? <laughs> yeah, every week. No, stop. I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. So, all right. So, being with them for 20 years. So, after... Maybe about 12, 13 years being with them, 14 years. Um, the, the whole dynamic of the, of the company, I felt, kind of shifted a little bit. And um, I had an incident going to London. I was, you know, where I had a real bad plane flight. And I was scared to fly. And so I stopped flying. Um just because, you know, when you have the kids and stuff like that, they were more important. And it hit me in a sense that, you know, I didn't have a dad growing up. And then I didn't want them to go ever go through what I went through as a kid. So I was like, um, I won't fly. I'll make sure that won't happen. I won't, you know what I mean? So by me doing that, I withdrew myself from the company because they were flying all over the place, educating and stuff like that. And, and, and then I could just feel myself getting dripped and pushed aside. Because you wouldn't fly. Because I wouldn't fly. You know what I mean? So um, I, w I was dying. You know what I mean? It's like in, in, inside in the sense like that I knew I can't stay here because, you know what I mean? I, my it's just for like, a, you know, I'm an old dog kind of get pushed aside, right? And uh, I'm like, maybe it's, it's you know, just doubt start to creep in again. You know what I mean? Just... And so what I did is, you know, I'm kind of snapped myself out of it and I'm going to take, you know, my life in my own hands. And uh, I'm like, I'm out of here. Peace. And I went to a, a salon suite and just just found the love and the, and the passion and just the just the love of my community again. You know what I mean? But it, 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 it's tricky because you can get kind of sidetracked and, and caught in this little bit of a depression, like kind of work depression. I wasn't depressed because my life was fantastic, you know what I mean, especially my family life, but it, I was kind of a work depression. And it was just like, 
I think a lot of people experience that, that work depression. Like when we're not busy, like we, like our soul starts to be starved. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think we were just talking about this Lacey and I yesterday about how live education feeds the soul of educators. And so like, you know, if we don't have that or we don't do it, even though the salon's amazing, even though our personal life is great, there's this empty work depression that happens when we don't get to be around each other. Does that make sense? Like 100%. And that's craziness. Good. Because, you know, when I developed that cutting program, you know, I, I just love the education, right? I just love being able to give and just teach and, and just share. And then, you know, when, when all that is kind of, you know, not gone, but you know, you, you kind of get removed from, no, I wasn't even pushed out. It just somehow I just naturally drifted because, you know, I couldn't keep up because I wouldn't travel. And uh, it just, yeah, it, it just totally just, you'll get into this depression funk. And, you know, it's, if you, if anybody going through that and you feel that, you know what I mean? There is hope, you know what I mean? You got to find that passion it's you know what i mean and if it's in your situation you got to either talk to to the people around you you know what i mean because not necessarily leaving is is the answer right and if they're willing to help you and and pull you help you know lift you out of this that's great but if not then you know you might have to remove yourself from the, from the situation but for me i had to remove myself so listening to you and like hearing your story um Talk about not having a dad. Because mm. right. a lot of people don't know this about me, but I was adopted, so I don't know my mom. So, you know what I'm saying? So, there's some of us walking around here that have a common thread Yeah. that we don't necessarily have a traditional um, commercialized family dynamic. And so, when you said that and you kind of tried to skirt over it, I watched you like say, well, I don't know my dad. So back to this. So, I mean, I think it's important that you share that because there might be somebody else listening right now that they're in a bad place. So can you talk about that a little bit? Well, and, and I would like to ask you this, how is it that you don't have a dad, but you're one of the best dads? Because I knew I didn't want my kids to go through what I went through. What did you go through? Uh, my dad split when I was two. Right, and we grew up in a uh, very poor, well, I don't know, my mom was on welfare, right? So, and, like, I remember before school, I don't know, six, seven, eight years old, uh, I mean, we grew up poor, poor. And, like, on Friday, every Fridays, every other Friday or whatever, like, A&P would have this, like, I guess, they would discount all this meat, right? So... I remember going up before school, we would walk up there, waiting, and uh, all these other people online, and everybody running there, elbowing it, and trying to grab all this meat. And, of, of, cor of course, it, I guess it's, you know, either expired or just about to expire. And so, we, you know, my mom would freeze it. But, you know, it, it just, th this is before school, elementary school. And then we'd go to school, and it was just rough. You know, I remember, uh, you know, we used to get picked on, and, you know, me and my brother, we were minorities in our neighborhood. And, you know, we would have to fight every day. And my uncle would make sure we would stand up for ourselves and, and make sure that, uh, but literally, we would fist fight every day. And it was just, it was just tough. And then uh, it came to a point, uh, you know, you know, I had an uncle that, that, that got shot in the head. And, uh, it's four young punks. Uh, so it was just time for us to get out of there. We left. But I knew what I didn't want my kids to go through. And so, um, but it, the funny thing is that even we, even though we went through all that, it made me think a lot of things don't affect me. Right. So, you know, it's like things be chaos, but I can be kind of cool in it. You know what I mean? Because it doesn't, doesn't scare me. Right. I'm not afraid. Uh, but what, what I was afraid of is my kids not having me. And so I made sure I could, I did everything I could do to be there for them, to make sure they had everything I didn't have and, uh, make sure my dad split. I was making sure that my wife had the best husband in the world, you know? So, 
uh, it's tough. But it, at the same time, it blessed me so much. You know what I mean? I, if I didn't go through that, I, wouldn't, I don't think I would have the life that I had now. You know, there's so much love and, and so much stability. Even, even if I, I told my wife, even if we lost everything and her and I still together, I'm good. I'm, I, I, literally, I'm good. And so, um, but, it, so my dad, my dad passed away in 2008. So he was, he, he went on first, I guess, a surgery. I, I haven't seen him since, you know, I was like five, six years old. He made a, like a kind of pass by. But he was, on, you know, he went in for an operation. He got MRSA and he was on his, you know, he was dying. So he asked if he could see me. And I struggled. Wait, when him. was this? 2008. So how, so as a child, you haven't seen him for how, how many years? Wow. Since, I haven't seen him since like 75, 1975. And then, and then he just all of a sudden contacts you? Yeah. Yeah. And says what? And asks if I would come and. After he walked out? Yeah. And now he wants you to walk in? Yeah. So, so I bet that was a changing day in your life. Do I walk out or do I walk in? What made you walk in? Well, I, I struggled with it and, and, and my brother you know, he's like, you know, you know, what, what is it going to hurt? And it, after my brother kind of said that, I'm thinking, you know, I can show my children, you know, if I don't see him and he passes away, I'll live with that for the rest of my life. Or I can show my children what grace and mercy looks like. And so I said, guess what, guys? We're going to go visit him. And uh, I told him, hey, look, I, there's no hard feelings. I, I forgive you for anything that you feel guilty of. I love you. And, uh, you know what I mean? If you make it through this, you know, we, we, if you want a relationship, hey, I'm open for it. You know what I mean? But I just, it was more f- to teach my kids, uh, you know, what grace and mercy look like. So I forgave him. And he, he died maybe a week or two weeks later, and I have no guilt. I'm free inside. There's nothing to hold on to. And so is he. And so, you know, the fact that you were able to go in, like you kept talking about like a gift for your kids, but really it was a gift for your dad. Cause like, you know, I don't know if I would ever do that. I don't know if my biological mother were to call me, if I would show up and it has nothing to do with like what you just said. I just don't know if I could walk in, you know? So like, that's why I asked you that question is because I feel like someday I may be faced Right. With a very similar circumstance, and I'm terrified of it. And but if you say no, that's just another brick on your shoulder that you're going to have to carry. No, and I and I feel that. Like, when you said that, like, it's going to be heavy if you, if you carry it. I know it's going to be heavy, and I don't want to carry it. But I, I struggle with finding what I need inside to walk in. And I think that there's probably a lot of people that are listening to this right now and in different aspects of their life need to make the decision, do I walk in or do I walk out? And so if there's somebody listening right now, if you could give them a piece of advice that would give them the strength to walk in, what would you tell me? I would tell tell you that Even even as a, if you carry that for the rest of your life, even if you never get to meet her, you got to forgive her. You got to let go of that anger, that hate, because it will consume you. It will grow. It will eat at you. It will carry on to other things in your life, and it will just eventually consume that area of your life in the sense of, you know, of, of love. And, and so I, I would totally, even if you don't ever get a chance to meet her, you already need to forgive and let, and, 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 and embrace it. Well, everyone's crying now. So there's that. Thank you for that. Well, you know, it's interesting that, you know, Tony brought that up and, and what came to my brain is actually, um, what they say about jealousy, but it also has to do with like the act of not being able to forgive because the, the, the act of not being able to forgive, you think that you're pushing it off on somebody else, but it's really just you and you're eating it all the time. 
Yep. You know, like with jealousy, you can be jealous about whatever, but you're the only one that's affected by it. Right. And that this is kind of the same situation. No matter how long you hold on to that, it's only affecting you. It, it, it has no effect on anybody else but yourself. And by the way, it's the biggest killer in us. Right. It it's, is. It's the biggest killer in us. It's the is what we hold on to with our own insecurities. It's what we hold on to. Are we good enough? You know, all those are 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 are, are stuck unless we can let go a little bit. Definitely. We have to let go. Letting go is like a th- really hard thing for people, like letting go of control, letting go of fear, letting go of lots of things. You know what I mean? I think that's important. Well, you, know, you opened this up. You opened us up with, with talking about change, right? Yeah. And change is not moving on to something new. Change is always letting go of something else. Brilliant. That's what change is. You know, and, 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 and you can, like I say you can't, but, but to move forward, you have to let go of something. So what's are one you thing ready to get rid of something so you can move forward? What's one thing in, in your life, Corey, that you let go of that to allow you to grow? Uh, so many things, uh, you know, honestly, it's, 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 it's where you struggle, right. And it's what you struggle with. I mean, you know, uh, even close to Tony's, Tony's story. Now my dad was in my life, right. But we didn't have the greatest relationship, you know? So once he, um, it was once he got sick, like, like, this is the guy whose ass I wanted to kick when I was big enough to kick it, right? You know what I mean? Like, I had that relationship with him. And then, um, but I was, which is weird because I'm much bigger than him, but I've always been scared of him as well, right? Even as an adult. Here's, here's a story. So, um, you know, he would, he would verbally attack me all the time and physically as well sometimes. But I, I don't want to get crazy about that story. But only the, only the setup for this is that, Whenever he yelled at me for anything, I felt insignificant. I felt like a child. I felt like whatever. Um, I had terrible OCD when I was a kid. I, w- I did the counting game. I did the, 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 the pounding game. You know, you would just kind of do this. I cut my fingers crossed like this. This is uncomfortable for me to do right now because as a kid, this is how I was all the time. And I'd have this mantra in my head like, I hope he doesn't find out. I hope he doesn't find out. I hope he doesn't find out. Because finding out meant I was going to get punched in the face or get attacked verbally or whatever. So, um... The second I moved out of the house, all that went away, right? And I didn't, I didn't associate it with living in my parents' house as what, what was that kind of like driving force of that. Um, I, ju- I don't, I just, it, it was just who I was, right? It, 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 it was how I was broken because I did all these like crazy counting games and all this kind of stuff. So I move out of the house, all that stuff goes away almost immediately, which is weird to me, you know. And I'm 17, I think at the time, or 18 at the time when I moved out. So, um. From that moment on, I never felt like like that little kid anymore, right? Like like I'm having relationships with people, and like, oh wow, they actually like me, and and I'm not feeling like that that, that little kid. A couple years ago, um, my dad was diagnosed with Alzheimer's seven and a half years ago. He just passed away last month, but seven and a half years ago, he was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, and it, we're at Christmas at my at my sister's house, um, like. Must have been like four or five years ago because he hasn't been verbal in, in a really long time. So when he was still verbal, he was there. And, um, you know, he's kind of like, if you've ever, like, early onset Alzheimer's, like, he's a little scattered and stuff and, like, can't get his mind, you know, together, can't figure stuff out. So I grab his shoulder and I'm like, come on, Dad, the kids are getting ready to open their presents. And he jumps in my face and he's like, get the fuck out of my face, you know, like this. And, like, which is really weird because immediately – I felt like that kid I haven't felt like in 30 years. You know, immediately I felt like that insignificant little kid. And, like, where I was, and my wife was like, dude, are you okay? And I go, you don't understand. I, I haven't felt these feelings. They were like old friends. You know, they were old, terrible friends that were, that, were, that were coming up again. And it was a real struggle. Now, I was I was mature enough or I was far enough to low to identify it as that. I go, listen, I haven't felt this way in a really long time, and he kind of brought me back to that, and this is everything that I hate about This is where my demons live, and I didn't like visiting them again, or I didn't like them visiting again, I should say, you know? So um, so as far as letting go, like, I, I don't know if I'd ever let go of that. You know, I don't know if I can, but it's somewhere deep inside of me. I don't, I don't know how I got here, but, but we're here anyways. But um, yeah, it's good. But, um, but, you know, my, and then, you know, my wife was great, like she always is, and she kind of understood where I was at that moment. She understood that I identified it, but that doesn't mean that I can just f- forget about it either, right? So, who went to the military? 
Right, both of I you. Got, uh, right. Uh, no, oh no, yeah, I you got did. out. I forgot about this. So you go to the military, right? Yeah. And Corey, wh- I have a where, funny story. What about were, that. Which branch were you in? Navy. So you go to the Navy, right? And now you're like in the Navy, and you're like probably ripped because that's what happens. You leave like scrawny, and you come like like. Bleh. So you come back. Now you're like in the Navy. You have this fierce like everything Navy. Yep. How's that feel when you come back and deal with dad? Um, was he in the military also? No, he wasn't in the military. Actually, like, because the thing is, is like when you said like that you didn't want to talk about, just so you but know, he was a hairdresser. The punch of you in the face moment. Yeah. How do you not come back from the military and then clean his clock? Because I, I mean, it's very simple. Because like, regardless of, he was my god, right? He he was he was the person that he was my role model. He was all that. Whether it's a good role model or not, there's still that. He he's the one that stood above me. He's the one that. That, that that was my everything. You know, he was he was who I he was the man I was raised to be. And if we you want to talk about letting go, we can go there. He was the man I was meant to be. Um, in that, I think that I'm probably too soft as a father in response to that. You know, like like I've never and, and Tony can probably attest to this because he's been around for the whole thing, but I've never raised my voice at my daughter. Never. I've never have, and 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 my thought about it is that when that's your instinct to raise your voice to somebody, then once that falls on deaf ears, it has no strength. And I always held back raising my voice, which is weird, but I've always held back raising my voice because if I'm going to do that, it has to be for a reason. It can't be because you didn't do your homework. It can't be because of that. It has to be you know, purposeful. Now, that being said, I can be stern with her. I can look her in the eye and go, was that the right thing to do? I can look her in the eye and go like, that was disappointing. I can do those things. That's the worst thing. That's mm-hmm. the worst thing when a dad says that was disappointing to a daughter. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Oh my God. I just want to die. Like, because as a daughter, like your dad is like kind of this thing, you know, it's yeah. like the first male that's ever loved you. Yeah. It's the, it, you know what I mean? There's like, like this thing. So my daughter, if you get, if anybody talks bad about me, she gets, oh, upset. she'll kill him. Oh, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, death. You're going to get it. But it's funny because Corey and I, I mean, literally when we met, you couldn't be more opposite. Right. So, you know, I, you know, he grew up there and, you know, we moved out of the, you know, the hood. We lived in the, the suburbs. He lived in the hood. Yeah. So then, you moved then out of the hood. Joined it's all us. good. So, I mean, it was it was kind of country back then, like cow fields next to high school. I mean, it was definitely a culture shock for me, right? So, and, you know, he grew up there. And so we were c- completely opposite. And we worked, kind of worked next to each other. And then one day he said, hey, dude, can you give me a ride to, to work? I said, you And that's how this friendship developed. But, uh, he, I mean, I ask him. It, it, I look like a, a needle in a haystack inside, inside the school. But being on the opposite we were able to kind of like help each other, right? Kind of, he, you know, looking through at him and I see a family life and then, you know, he's looking at me and he's like, yeah, I don't want to be that. So yeah, that's not true. <laughs> so we can ha- kind of help each other, but you know what I mean? I have nothing but mad respect for Corey. Um, I, Same, I, brother. I admire him. I love him. Uh, he is definitely, um, he, he has the biggest heart in a human being that you're going to meet. So I'm pretty sure that's probably your favorite thing about Corey. It's probably his heart. Yeah? What would be your favorite thing about I, Corey? I just know when, no matter where I'm at in my life, I know I can depend on him. What's your favorite thing I mean, about Tony? I mean, that's definitely it. What's your right. favorite thing about Tony's personality? About Tony's personality. Um, and I think what Tony was saying is, is why we've gotten along is because we are opposites. You know, like, like I approach everything heart first. You know, Tony approach, uh, approaches things head first. You know, and I think that that kind of like, it kind of gives us that even out, you know, it kind of evens us out. You know, I, I think, and I, I think even like if you look at, if you look at like even people that are married and stuff, they're usually married to the opposite of what they are because we only push forward by being, by being full, right? And, and I think, and in, in, in to quote uh, Jerry Maguire, you know, Tony kind of completes me and I hope that I can complete him as well. You know, so when when we need to have a, a, a when we have to have a relationship or a conversation with Jen from the heart, that's going to come from me. Well, if, if we ever have to have a head first conversation, that's coming from Tony. That's awesome. What do you what do you think is the greatest gift that Corey has 
given to you? His friendship. What's the greatest gift that Tony's ever given you? I mean, that's easy too. I mean, it's the friendship. It is that. It is that complete, that complete thing. I'll tell you what else Tony gave me, and that's Tony gave me his family. You know, and like when I said that I moved out of my parents' house, I moved into his house. I moved in with his mom. You know, and, and there was lots of us. You know, uh, uh, Judy, his mom, she, she's always had an open-door policy to everybody. You guys could move in, <laughs> you know. Like, she always had that open-door policy, and it was always a safe space because I was leaving a space that I didn't feel comfortable in, I didn't feel safe in, you know. And then um, and Judy, once again, had, had open-door policy, and there was all, you wouldn't believe the amount of people <laughs> that have been in our life running through that door because she was always – she was that mom that took in the misfits, Right. Um, and then but through that, there's and this is such a weird kind of thing. And it's kind of hard to even explain. But Tony's cousins are my cousins. Like he has cousins now that are 30 years old that I've known since they were two. You know, there's people in our lives that I've known again that are cousins that um, that I've known my whole life. And not only that, my daughter is best friends with Tony's cousin. Oh, come on. That's amazing. Right? True story. That's amazing. Right? Like my daughter goes to his cousin without telling me, without telling him, they're just they're just they're just buddies. You know, and her family's that way. And and Tony's family is the most loving family I've ever been in, in my life. And it's it's just so true. It's it's you are if you guys were to come and hang out, you would be a part of that family. That's awesome. When are we doing you know? that? Yeah, when are we coming? Should. Yeah, you should. Tell Judy. <laughs> All right. Tell Judy. Tell Judy we coming. <laughs> Got two new boo bears coming, right. Judy. She love it. So, so hold on, I'm not ready. done yet, you little punks. So here's the other thing. I have a question for you. This Ready? has to be the last one because you're, you're doing stuff. Knock it off. I'm too into this. I'm going to do this for a while. <laughs> what is your greatest hope for our industry? My greatest hope for this industry is that everybody's intention is the best for everybody and not for themselves. Mm-hmm. Corey, what is your hope for this industry? Uh, unity. Unity. Unity of us. Unity of us that, that do it. Unity of, um, of us that, that, that we can respect each other's work. Unity of us that we can respect each other's shoes, you know, like, and not the physical shoes, but, you know, that, that we can respect that, that somebody, you know, Everybody's got to walk. Experience. Everybody's got to yeah. walk. You know, and, and you know, I, I'm hoping, I hope to get over the days of, of, of the criticism, of the side looks, of the, of, of the side eyes. Um, you know, and, and I think, you know, we're never going to get out of that completely because most of that is human experience. But, but how can we empower the industry so we're not living in that insecurity in which we have to feel like we have to side eye? And how can we get through that? Yeah, so so and, my hope is for that. And, and, and if you're listening to this and if you're one of these people that if you see something on Instagram and you don't like it, don't comment. Mm-mm. Why tear someone else down and who has the courage to put themselves out there? Right. That's it. Keep, I keep think that's going to be a thing. And I think you're going to see more of us aligning to that behavior. Yeah. Like, well, we like started you, a hashtag called hashtag unfollow negativity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if anybody that you know, it's constantly negative. Unfollow them. So How about hashtag shut it? <laughs> shut on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it, 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 yeah. If you're following someone and it's not giving you those those who's that who's that Japanese lady that does the uh, the consolidations? Oh my yeah. god, that's the most amazing I, thing. I want her to come to my house. <laughs> so no, I'll right? have like a cracker lot. Right? But if it doesn't feel good, get rid of it. Right. Right. Throw it out. You know, throw it out. And 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 we don't have to you know put ourselves. And listen, I live in the fake world of like I just want the gen planks of the world. I just want the people me that too. make me feel awesome. You know, the other people I don't need to make room for. You know, I want to feel awesome. I've, I've, I'm, I'm 50 years old. I've felt like shit long enough. <laughs> Damn it. Right. <laughs> so Corey just banged his head on right, the table. Right, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Corey, yeah. you talked about having a little bit of OCD, yeah. a little bit of anxiety, yeah. but sitting across the table from you, uh-huh. you are calm and cool as a cucumber. Can you give a little piece of advice to anybody else that maybe struggles with a little bit of OCD, a little bit of anxiety, what's one of the tools that you have implemented in your life to help you grow through that? Well, again, the OCD, aside from like weird food stuff that I had at one point, um, aside from that, um, it it just kind of went away, you know, Um, 
with the food things, I just, I kept, I, I told myself that this is ridiculous, right? But the funny thing about it is this is ridiculous. You also are like, eh, it's ridiculous, but I don't want to touch it, right? So, I mean, I've kind of had to, 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 to coach my way through that. You know, this is not real. This is not whatever. And then, and I've, I've done pretty good with that. Um, you know, most of my OCD was like the counting stuff and then and, and the finger crossing. Yeah, but how did you, when did you learn to uncross your fingers? Like, what was it? I'm, dude, I'm telling you, when I left my parents' house, it all went away. You know, all that anxiety was like having to having to deal with my dad. That's really saying when he got to my house. Yeah, yeah, right. pretty much. Judy, 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 Judy hooked me up. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know if she listened to the podcast, but this is a big shout out to Judy a yeah. million times. She does yeah. have it downloaded. <laughs> there you go. What's, um, your, what's your favorite thing about your friendship? Our friendship? Yeah. Um, just how real it is, how deep it is, how, how it's not a friendship, it's a brotherhood, and, and, and not in kind of like a, not in kind of like a, a military or a biker kind of way. I mean, that's my brother, man. You know, and that's that that's my that my do or die. You know, and 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 I, here's what I well, you know, when we're kids, you know, clearly I was the one with the mouth. <laughs> so, you know, I, I with that, you know, I was I always had someone to back my mouth up, but it wasn't me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, that just forever, you know, great. Yeah, I know exactly what I I know exactly <laughs> what you mean by you always have somebody to back your mouth up because yeah. Lacey backs my mouth up all the time. What is it? She's half your size. She well, not really. Hey, when she has to back you up, do you have to unfold her out of your pocket? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I, I I do wanna say this to you to both of you. I I I see our friendship so much in your friendship and although mm. it's been really wonderful to talk about the industry and icons and things like that. I think that there's probably a lot of people out there that have really good friends. And I think that this podcast and this conversations that we've just had are going to make people look at their friends a little bit differently. And I think that there'll be a lot of courageous conversations that are really beautiful because you've shared your friendship with all of us. And so I think that that has been probably one of the most inspiring things about being around the two of you is that you make me want to be a better friend to Lacey. Aww. Well, you know, when we open up the podcast, when he says my best bud, he means it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For, for sure. sure. You guys, thank you so much for having us. You have yes, no idea you. how fun it was to sit across the table from uh, you and allow you your fans. Stop. Thousands of fans. them. Thousands and thousands of your fans to get a little peek inside your hearts and your minds. And um, I think that we should probably do this again sometime because I'm I have down. a feeling in the next day. 36 right. months or so, we could do it again. you guys are going to have some really big news for all of us. So thank you so much for, Thanks, Thanks for having being us. icons and for allowing us to interview you and for sharing your challenges, your tips, and your friendship with all of us. So from the entire professional beauty industry, thank you so much, Corey. Thank you so much, Tony. We love you so much. Thank, thank you so much. And, um, you know, just, just to kind of bring this full circle, like uh, we found our somebodies, right? This is a table full of somebodies. And, 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 and we thank you. And, you know, thank you for having us on our podcast or whatever. I got best day ever, you guys. <laughs> this was off. the best. <laughs> Enjoy your day off with Tony <laughs> and Corey. <laughs> Hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple of months, actually since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Um, leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally forget about this message. We also want to thank Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Uh, Sarah and Blaine, they are a band out of uh, Portland, Oregon, and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song, Pleased to Meet You, on our podcast. Um, that's cool. I think you can find, actually you can, you can find their music on, um, on iTunes. Peace and hair grease. <laughs>